Hello and greetings, Demo Team Podcast listeners. Please stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear an important announcement regarding a secret little interview with a secret little band that will be taking place on the little next episode. What's up, everyone? This is the Demo Team Podcast. It is uh, May 3rd, the day before May 4th, Star Wars Day. We have Moses Blanco with us, as always. What up? How you doing, Moses? I'm doing great, man. Uh, getting ready to jump into these albums. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you got a top three artificial selection uh, Yes, I do, songs? actually. Yeah. Um, so Who's... Flash would be number one for me. All right. Number two would be The Rattler. And okay. number three suspended in disaster all right that's interesting very interesting you some choices man i thought so all too right. man what about you david oh okay so top three uh it's hard to say but i definitely um just a select few slouch i think is pretty underrated along with gospel burnout honestly that's that was like my friend and i's kind of like song that we always like jammed in the car so that song um great intro no kidding, yeah, it's it's great. I, hey, that's good bass intro as well. Um, and it's great, yeah, the Rattler. All, all right, right. it's good. List. Honestly, those are all underrated little bangers, I'd say. Shoot, who else? So Ryan, what about you? What's your top three? Uh, Alpha R. Correct. Our uh, selection yeah. that is. I would have to say, um, I'm a real big fan of uh, Bloodsucker. Like awesome. The, just hey. the chorus, the chorus on that shit is just like a fucking banger. But um, also, um, I'm a big fan of Evaporate. I'm a huge like just that nostalgia blast yeah. they give you at the end. It just like I feel like Jimmy Neutron. Like it just gave me a <laughs> blast of, like, brain blast. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Really cool. But um, the third song, shit, man. Like I usually am not a like a huge fan of the singles that Dance Gavin Dance picks out. Like they get. Inspire the Liars, like, is a, an exception to this rule, and a couple of others, but um, I feel like uh, Count Basie is probably one of the strongest singles this album had, and I'm a really big fan of it. I really love Count Basie for what it I, is. I love that song, too, man. I can't, dude, I cannot wait to get into these songs. How about, uh, yeah, Cass, man. what's your top uh, three? My top three is going to be Son of Robot, Story of My Bros, and nice. uh, Bloodsucker. Those, those are good, man. Yeah. Uh, Son of Robots, a great, you know, starter. And obviously, Story awesome of Man is just such a fun song. Uh, I think Son of Robot might be the my favorite, like, starter of the Tillionaire, to be honest. Interesting. Um, wow. Dude, I'm ready to get into this album. Shoot, who ain't? Artificial Selection. All right. Agreed. Son of Robot. Or actually, let's talk about Artificial Selection as an album first. If yeah, y'all are what down. are your guys' uh, overall takes on the album? Um, I could go first if you'd like. Go for it. While I love every single Dance Gavin Dance record, you know, I I love them like children. I, you know, yeah. Sometimes you can't you can't love all your children equally because you know <laughs> pe- people have preferences, <laughs> and Maybe sometimes we gotta be we gotta be objective. And while I won't say like I I don't hate artificial selection i i love it i'm Dude. not saying i love it uh i maybe <laughs> love it 
I I love it the least of all the Tillian albums, if I can say that. Like, if that sounds all right to say. But let me give some context. Let me give some context. (laughs) Let me give you some context. Just let's imagine this for a sec. Okay. Mothership came before it. And Afterburner came after it. <laughs> oh, so he gets order. middle child oh, he's syndrome? Your, yeah, he's... Uh, it's, it's, it's I hear that a lot. Child. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I really do. But I like... I, I got Even though there's it. two prior albums to Mothership, but I, I get where uh, you're going. I, eight prior I, albums to Mothership. Or seven prior albums to Mothership. But you got a trillion albums. I mean, you got a... Trillion albums. You got to realize those kids are in high school right now and they're making me so damn proud. And I mean, acceptance speech just came out with a 2.0 and that bass boy, that bass on there was awesome. But artificial selection. I don't know about that. I think, except, I think, uh, are, are you talking about acceptance speech or artificial selection came out with a 2.0? Uh, acceptance speech. And, oh, I was just, I was, was going to say, Artificial little... Selection came out with like a 4.0 in like the easiest class, in like remedial classes is what I would say. Um, well, I hate... <laughs> like I, I, I get where you're getting at, Ryan, and because, I don't know, for the longest time, it was a Tillian album that I kind of like wouldn't listen to that much, but ever since we started uh, this podcast, like I knew that we would have to talk about it. So, Pretty um, soon, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of went back and I listened to it, and oh man, it's it's a it's a beautiful album. We Definitely. get like we get so many amazing instrumentals like from it, and um, I I don't know like every every song is like a like ten out of ten to me. Hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just really great moments like throughout the whole album, and actually uh. Last week when we were doing Afterburner, um, somebody mentioned that they felt like Afterburner was more geared towards the fans, and I actually said I thought that that was me. Selection, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I said that I thought Art- Artificial Selection was um, geared towards more the fans, and just going through the album kind of solidified my opinion because they have a lot of like callbacks and references to like a bunch of older tracks and. Not to mention, like, you know, like a, a feature from Kurt Travis. So to me, that really screams like, hey, this is for you guys that kind of stuck with us throughout the years. And like, we'll get more into that as we go, uh, as we dive into each track. Right. All right. Uh, what about you, David? For me, actually, yeah, I've heard that as the general consensus that this is kind of the middle child. Some people will be like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, this doesn't stand up to Mothership, in my opinion. Or there's – then, again, I've also seen plenty of people that were like, you know what? Artific- artificial selections actually surpassed Mothership even. Like, Yeah, I've, I've back and forth seen that. that as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. When it came out, I loved it. I, I was in love with it. Or, you know, there's a couple singles I'm iffy on, I must say. But as a whole album uh, – I don't know, just single to single, a lot of tracks actually resonated with me and kept me hook more than Mothership. And I, I know that's definitely controversial <clears throat> in, in this fandom. But uh, as a whole, nah, this is, a, I think, a solid album. A lot of different angles and stuff to go through on this, you know, this album. And I don't know, if, like, if we have to, like, compare it to, like, Mothership and or Afterburner, like... They even said, DGD, they said this is uh, 
this is an album full of singles. You know, most songs are they're going in and you know, just an album full of singles. A lot of you know, a lot of bops or so so the kids are saying, you know. Uh I mean shoot even what is it? You mentioned story of my boys. I mean, bros, of my bros. 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 <laughs> no, the, the, so that's you know that's a huge summer vibe, right? But they, I, I even heard that that was supposed to be like you know the summer single in place of uh, summertime gladness. That or Flash. What? I mean, Flash wasn't a single, and summertime gladness came out before artificial selection. I think oh, yeah. no. What he's trying to say is like the band said it themselves. Like the writing process for this song, they approached every song like they were writing a single. Oh yeah, yeah, which, yeah. That's, yeah. Which yeah. definitely I like I think that's like my pro. Like, like if I could expand mm-hmm. on my opinion a bit, like as I said, like as I said, like earlier, like uh, I've been a big fan of like the deep cuts of Dance Gavin Dance, and. Like their choices for singles sometimes have always kind of puzzled me, and I feel like this was a commercial. I agree with that. And yeah, definitely. Um, but I feel like this was a commercial record. They were trying to expand their audience, and if you look at their success now, I mean, it totally worked. It's a totally successful album. It oh, yeah. did what it was supposed to, and it's a smart choice. They made the right choice making that album. And while it's not my favorite, I can respect it and give the devil its due for what it is. <laughs> I, I guess I could see, like, why uh, you would say it's, like, a commercial album, but um, I don't know, man. I feel like every song is still mm-hmm. great and, and, like, a high-tier song. Like, it's not oh, yeah. it's not commercial in the sense of, like, I don't know, Fall Out Boy trying to sound like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, or, or definitely, something like that. Definitely not, because you would never hear the Rattler on, like, you know, 99.9 KGGI, some shit like that. <laughs> I Is that Rialto Radio? <laughs> no, that's LA Radio. Um, How about you, Cash? All right. Um, So I think I'm probably the highest on this album. It's my second favorite DGG album ever, I would say. Right now, at least. It is. Which yeah. it kind of shifts a little bit. For the longest time, is acceptance speech, and that's kind of since hey. fallen out of favor. And I think this one has replaced it. It's kind of the album that got me back into Dance Gavin Dance. The deer. So I guess what I'll start out by saying is it's it's the rock album. It's like their quintessential rock album. We talked about them on the previous shows about going into more poppy stuff, and this is like they're they're going into more poppy hooks, and this album is more like them doing like their straight up rock hooks and things like that and they do it really well they dumped everything down on it but they keep but then of course they keep you know their that doesn't mean it's like a worse album i think they were able to dumb it down and keep their artistic integrity for the whole thing is that the right word though dumb it down i i i kind of think it is like i get what you're, they I, simplified I think, they simplified yeah, everything I, I think for it i think simplified like, I, would a better choice. Well, I mean, of I work. think it's interchangeable. I don't like. I wouldn't like. They did pretty basic like song structure or not song structure, like chord progressions and things like that. Things that they weren't really doing before. And so, I mean, but, I don't really mind okay. saying dumb it down. But but simplifying it in that manner, like it actually allowed like almost it more lags. creativity. Exactly. In, in like different vibes and stuff than maybe you heard in in like you know mothership or or acceptance speech which like i I respect them for that because when you when you're not like you know noodling around like every song like what is gonna fill up that space like how are you gonna 
make this song like an amazing song you know exactly like they they simplified they simplified it but they kept they did everything really well like all the other parts and things like that it's and it created a really nice album and it's not as experimental as previous albums or afterburner but um it's still like extremely accessible and easy to listen to and i think this if i if someone wanted to like get into dance kind of dance i think this would probably be the album i point them to to get into first because it's pretty i think it's very accessible as an album i mean i mean i hate to say it and i hate to bring it up but if i had to agree with somebody i'd have to agree with anthony fantano about (laughs) preferring mothership and afterburner to artificial selection and i hate saying it and i i i usually catch spicer is the one that has objective things to say about dance gavin dance on our podcast and i hate to be that guy i hate to be the bad guy <laughs> well, i'm gonna be the good guy today I'm, I I'm more mad at you uh for bringing up anthony fontano i, I mean even though <laughs> hey, we're gonna we'll get to him later him guys later. let's uh yeah he'll, he'll get his due yeah <laughs> he's gotta wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like come on <laughs> um, i mean we want to get into artificial selection man but yeah, I, let's I, dive on in it's topical uh, actually, so yeah <laughs> if i could say though um you saying it being more you know a lot of people could probably get into it they definitely have a uh, a pop punk kind of vibe on here what is it like on songs like midnight crusade and uh, uh, story of my bros things like that story, yes absolutely flash has flash, a bit yeah. of that but i also think like it's also, just like straight rock stuff too. Um, I'm trying to think of what straight song rock. specifically, well, well, but there's Bloodsucker. Like, I mean, I'm sure the example Bloodsucker's will pretty... as we dive into each song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shoot. Slouch, yeah. I think is like a pretty like yeah. solid just rock song. Oh I would yeah, say. that needs more love. But uh, I guess let's uh, get into Son of Robot. Shit. How about like the start starter, off? man? Who wants to open up this album? How about well, how about um. I guess I'll it. dive in, or I'm sorry, somebody else going. I I could do it. Go let's for it, Ryan. Let's let the objective guy go first. Yeah. Let's like st- so we can uh, we'll refute you exactly. Yeah, th- that way we start at the bottom and we work our way up. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow all your minds right now. Uh, I actually really like Son of a Robot. It's actually like a picture perfect way to open an album, and I feel like. The way this song begins is very reminiscent of like past Dance Gavin Dance albums. Like there's hints and like little nuances that remind you like, hey, check it out. We're still Dance Gavin Dance. And um while it's got that familiarity to it, and I think that's what really like sets it off. Like you got your John Mess and Tillian like trading like war stories back and forth with their aggressive vocals. I feel like Matt Mingus is like really hard hitting with his drums. Like there's a fervent, violent passion behind his playing, and just everybody else from Will Swan to Tim, everybody brings their A game to this song, and I feel like it's a great opener. Yeah, um, yeah, you really get some beautiful uh, guitar work from Will. Like you think the song is gonna be kind of this like really slow song, and then it like. You know, <laughs> Oh, it no. got, like John and Matt just really like go in hard like at the verses and Matt actually throws in like a little sick fill before uh, Tillian's part of the verses when it kind of uh, slows back down and like 
last week when we were talking about um about afterburner i mentioned that that prisoner has kind of like a big chorus where it's kind of you know tillian just kind of elongating some words and phrases and they kind of do the same here but the main difference is that there's a lot going on instrumentally like you know behind uh tillian's vocals definitely um, and Prisoner, you know, it's a little more uh, simplified, if you will. Uh, David, what, what do you have to say about, about the song? Son of Robot. Yeah, that intro. Absolutely gorgeous. Great. Um, you talking about it reminding me of older stuff. If anything, just like just the, the whole vibe, the more tranquility of it, it kind of reminds me of Hot Water on Wool. Just a bit like, just like the place they're kind of coming from a bit. And there's something on Mothership. Oh, uh, what is it? exposed like you know that kind of twinkly intro bit or uh wait not ex what's the song with the flute opening because that always reminds young me of robot. this song. yeah, I was yeah young robot. robot son of robot young robot yeah they sound yeah i i didn't think it's like i mean i feel like hot water is like a closer like you know vibe to that but yeah yeah i definitely you know i definitely see where you're coming i mean from. i would disagree with all of you guys but go on <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, it's a, but no, I, I generally... Moses is the I, objective I guy song. right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the objective guy. If anything, yeah, no, I, I kind of disagree with, you know, Ryan and Cash. Good album, a great, great start. You know, you know everybody's, you know, giving little good stuff here and there. Uh, a strong chorus, too, actually. I was, like, iffy. I was like, I oh, don't know, this sounds, like, straight off of, like, the Top 40 radio, like, that chorus. <laughs> I, I mean, nah, if you, like... <laughs> playing the rock hooks. And I'm just like, they, okay, they got nah, the rock hooks right on this album. It's a strong hook. It's fun. You'd, you'd be singing yeah. it at a concert, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's good stuff. That's very true. I would sing it at the concert. I'd belt that shit out. D okay, Wait. yeah, honestly, uh, like, okay, a track like Betrayed by the Game is like one of my lesser favorites, but <laughs> if I'm hearing that in concert, I'll be singing along. <laughs> like, it, it'd just be like that. But no, shoot, what about you, Moses? Like, uh, I already went into it, uh, Cash, what you got? All right, so this is probably my favorite opener, album opener of the uh, Tillion era. Um, it was actually this song, like I was trying to write notes for it, and it was just so cool. I couldn't really write notes to it because I just kept getting mesmerized by it. I guess it's kind of has a contrast, I think, to some of those later songs, especially like Midnight Crusade, which comes next. Like it lets you know it's a dance guy of a dance album. It it kind of feels pretty. It feels more like your your common like Tillion era dance guy of a dance song. Yeah, uh, I guess to get into the music theory stuff, which I, which this is kind of like a theme that I saw for like a lot of the album, like in the chord structures of things. But something they do that's kind of cool is they kind of switch their chord progression between every line, which which they I think they they definitely do like the more like simplified, do like the more straight up rock thing. But like they kind of do this flavor, this thing that not every artist does because it's a little more complicated to do but it sounds really good um like what sections give off that vibe to you that's like the verse for sure actually the verse, yeah. yeah the verse they switch off the chords the diff the chord progression each time i believe and they do it a lot in the in other parts of the album and the band that always reminds me of this is, is uh surprisingly I, they're probably not even like they probably don't even do it that much but like their biggest songs they do it in um is counting crows <laughs> but there's definitely other bands that do it but it's like even in a album that's like more simplified more like straight up rock and more pop puck and things like that they they still kind of spice it up 
they spice it up with diff- with uh, changing chord structures or chord progressions um, and every other line. So, and yeah, I, I straight up love this song, honestly. It's made my top three for sure. It might be my favorite on the album. And, it, yeah, I would definitely go crazy fire this live. <laughs> if I could say, uh, and actually, that one part specifically where he's like, uh, can't let it go, what hurts you the most – and you know, and it continues with "Baby, don't go, put on a show." That part, uh, I really like how he kind of bounces along with the drums and that little guitar riff. That's really a really, a really pretty moment. I love that. Uh, if anything, I'd say on "Mothership" and "Artificial Selection," really, get Will, he he really works on like his pretty little guitar moments, like you know, especially more twinkly little bits. Like, actually, if anything, the parts like that kind of remind me of like ballet and like just like prettier moments. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I think the thing is that I think they kind of stand out more on this album, some because it's Will kind of I think can sometimes stand stand out more on this stands out more on this album than say Afterburner because on Afterburner he's pl- it's two lead guitars a lot of the time versus this one there's one lead guitar and one rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Moses. Uh, what I was talking about was when you said I just want to disagree with all of y'all. Like, what did you mean more so for that? Oh, uh, I was just joking, but I don't know. I guess I really don't get a uh, hot water on wool vibe from it. But it yeah, I don't really either. Because like another song does kind of give me that oh. vibe. But oh, I mean, oh, yeah, like that, that's the great thing about about this uh, podcast. We have like four different perspectives and, you know, nobody's wrong. Like music is subjective and it's kind of cool to see like how, you know, different ways that people kind of connect the dots and and what a, a what a song brings to them mm-hmm. definitely yeah, I, just, I just more so meant like oh it's it's cool how they did like a more reserved intro you know i get that yeah and then but they also just immediately hit you with like a crazy verse too the moment that jumps you not even a verse i guess it's a just a breakdown kind yeah of. yeah nobody is wrong you know because my name is nobody <laughs> <laughs> um are we ready to to move, move on, on to midnight track? crusade I just, oh, yeah, have right. one, I just have one more thing to say. Go okay. for it. David, why would you disagree with me? Because I love the song. Like, I was nice to the song. How would you disagree with me? <laughs> what? I don't at all. You did, though. You were like, I disagree with Moses and Brian. <laughs> if anything, all y'all disagreed against me. <laughs> I didn't disagree. I like the song. All right, let's okay. Let's move on to Midnight Crusade. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. Midnight Crusade was the first single, right? I believe you are correct. Yeah. All right, cool. And like, it kind it, of, it, you know, it kind of uh, took me by surprise because this isn't like yeah the dance Gavin dance that I'm used to. But it, it's a great song. Like, I love it. It's you know mm-hmm. uh, really catchy. You got a guitar feature from Marnin Bianchini, who's you know, in secret band and really, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it's got a different vibe than what you're used to. It's kind of like sure. really fast paced, almost kind of like alternative punk punk rock. Like I, w- I would say, it reminds me of um like Rise Against or, or something like that. It's That's not too heavy, like not too heavy, not too poppy, not you know, not too funky. Like it's just kind of like like a like kind of punches you, you know, over and over. It's like pretty fast paced. Um. You know, we get an amazing vocal 
performance from both Tillian and John, like especially that that outro, like John's just kind of like a madman. And I mean, the guitar riff at the chorus and like the emotion from Tillian's voice is like the icing on the cake for me. And like Tim also kind of has a, a sick bass line uh, at the chorus and bridge if you're kind of paying attention to like how fast the chorus is and then like the transition to like the kind of like, I don't know, like almost more mellower uh, uh, bridge and they kind of let uh, Tim kind of take over like the background. Uh, what, what do you guys have? If anything, I feel like the the song's kind of driven by that one little lead guitar riff throughout like most of the verses. It, it kind of it uh it finishes off like that first chorus, and then it kind of leads into the second verse, and you know on yeah, d- definitely this a strong pop punk kind of vibe, especially with that drum beat and everything. Just the rhythm, it's you know it's like go go go, you know it's kind of yeah, it's really got that energy. It makes for for a great like live song, you know, to get people definitely. like amped up, and it's. Interesting, it's the second song on the album, because it also, it does amp you up, but you get, like, you get Son of Robot, which I think would fit fine on, like, Mothership, but, and then you get this song, which basically signals that this isn't going to be, this, this is, they're going to be do, doing different stuff on this album, for sure, and it signals it very early on. Yeah, anything, Ryan, or? Yeah, definitely, I have some stuff. Wait, is my mic on? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, I would say I, I'm actually a big fan of midnight crusade and it gave me high hopes for the album i feel like it's a very good strong single and i would actually say like while i previously stated that i i questioned the choices for singles this one i'm 100 percent behind i feel like this one definitely is a strong single that's driven by tillian's vocals and everybody else is very complimenting instrumentally to both john and tillian and i feel like it's a solid you know a for a single all right uh based off the single discussion um this song is kind of weird i think in the mind of dance kevin dance fans because i think they got this song which was so different from what they from what dance kevin dance had done before and they kind of had to and it was the first single so they kind of had to like digest this song for quite a long time before the album came out which is and so i think it has a weird legacy with everyone but like I think in the context of the album, it's really good. Even if like, would you say would you say that it's almost like Prisoner? Because Prisoner was the first single from like, yeah, like, but not, like not sound kind of wise, but like, but like, I think everyone like, was you really way more positive about single for a long time before you get the album, and like wonder if it's really gonna like set the tone of the album or if it's just kind of like well, a a song that's out of context, you know? I think it's like there's two things. I think is like prisoner i think was well was better received first off than yes. midnight crusade i think people were like kind of like what you're gonna do pop punk this album and the other thing was that prisoner like if you listen to it and you look at like the album cover they kind of like went together and so you kind of like got a theme out of it is the other thing uh i must say cash i'm kind i'm okay when it came out I'm, i was definitely more on the uh what y'all are going this direction really like i mean even just in the intro i mean i was kind of like that too but i, I mean i like this song but i was like huh this is interesting for sure nah, but it's nah because it's like they start out with you know the guitar chords tillian singing over it and then you just know from just from that you know they're gonna break into it and, you know john's gonna follow up like right off the bat it kind of feels a little like formulaic like that <laughs> before this is like because it, it, it literally it, you know it has you know it's a it's a popular you know starter to a song and personally i didn't care for it like it did not grab me and then 
you get the you know the chorus where Chilean's you know kind of own in it and again I don't know it, it it's definitely one of my lesser hooks I must man. say oh yeah, really? wow. I mean, David, I like it. David, the man. is cool, but it's also, I think, pretty basic, like, as far as a hook goes. Yeah. You guys are pulling a heel turn, man. What's going on here? Yeah, I like, I No, I mean, well, like, <laughs> I feel like plenty of pop, pop punk people have already have done, or pop punk people have done this chorus before, is I the thing. The, I think the point is, but Dan's giving a dance good, hasn't done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they did it, and it sounded really good, like everything else they do. It depends on the pop punk. Like, it's like, do you like every single pop punk song alive? Hmm? Uh, I'd say probably ninety five percent of them. I would say <laughs> I like. <laughs> well, then you're biased. So. See, and to <laughs> me, to me, it doesn't scream pop punk. Like, there's certainly pop punk bands that have made a song like this, but to me, it's more of like the like more alternative, like newer age punk. Like, I wouldn't. Like new, I, like when I when you say pop punk, I think of like newfound glory, man overboard, green okay. day. They don't That's really. Fair. I would. I would really what, what would you say is the new age like punk though? What would you say is that? Um, like I, I think I would say so, like like it kind of reminds me of a band, kind of like uh, like I said, Rise Against or like especially yeah, kind of yeah like I could see Rise Against or for Billy, sure. like Billy Talent, like anything would, that's like a little more. Like on the, like the aggressive side. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess would, maybe not pop I would, punk for, but I would say it's like alternative. It was like alternative hardcore punk at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. like the next thing that came after pop punk, I guess, or or like the more the less poppy side of it. Like the late two thousands, like like a like a day to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. I was going to say, it's like if Paramore covered a Bury Your Dead song. <laughs> but no, um, this this didn't have, like, my favorite direction. Like, you okay. know, I have a little here and there. But uh, and towards the end of the song, you know, Tillian has that bridge. And I, I actually really enjoy that. It kind of hypes up, okay, you know, the, the last ending of the song. And then John and Will and everybody on the rhythm section comes in and knocks it out of the park. And that part's insanely repeatable. I, I love how it ends. So like, y'all I feel like, like the all right, you keep going. I mean, y'all like the ending. That's the strongest part for me. And I'm yep. like, I love like the rest of like the ending's like fine, but it's like I like the rest of the song like a lot better. I, I like connect mm-hmm. way more to the other Dude, parts I, of the song. I love it when John spazzes out, and that's exactly what he's doing at the end. Yeah, and it's like, great. No yeah. filter, no I mean, back. He's just and then Jillian and Will, like everybody just comes together. I think at that part. I mean, like, I, I, I'll take the chorus any day over the ending. Ooh. I mean, the chorus is great, too, but, like, for me, the, the shining moment was the outro. Um, we got I, anything else on this, or? I'm in? good, man. All right. Suspended in di- in this disaster. Everyone says suspended in disaster instead of and suspended in this disaster. Yeah, and suspended in this disaster. Y'all are missing a, um, fuck, what part of speech is that? I don't know. Who cares? It's an article. <laughs> yeah, it is an article. That's what it is. Yeah, so uh, suspended in this disaster, you know, we get a little crazy guitar intro. The song actually uh, features Louis Baltazar from Wolf and Bear. So really? shout out that band. Um, as you know, Tim plays bass uh, for that band as well. So if you haven't heard them, check them out. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really love this song. Like, I love the whole vibe of it. But my favorite part is 
we get like a nice big chorus from Tillian and like the nice. guitar riff in the background just really complements his like melody like really well like it's not you know it's nothing crazy it's just kind of like some some simple chords yeah, but like they, song. yeah yeah they just kind of complement like what what Tillian's doing with the chorus yeah David what what you got suspended okay actually i think this is like the tillion era if they did happiness this is like a happiness tillion era kind of song i believe especially like this funk and everywhere man yeah i think that's the best way to explain it till you know tillion era happiness with john and uh, i really like it especially this now this course i read uh, this course is way better than midnight crusade i enjoy way more, whatever say cashier maybe no, I mean, shoot, I, I, I'd be screaming that at a concert. How long, how long? Like, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. Dude, like, I just, I love that chorus, like, yeah, like so much. I find myself, like, getting lost in it and just, like, like being being thankful that we have this band that, that like, writes these amazing, like, little, you know, parts that, that just kind of, like, you can totally get lost into. And I'm not even yeah. into this ba- this song that much. <laughs> I almost said band. <laughs> You're not but, into this. Like, I'm band. actually a big fan. I'm not into this. I'm not into dance game dance so much. But I'm not into this song that much. But like, God, I get this chorus stuck in my head all the fucking time. Oh yeah. shit! Especially this week when we're when I was trying to get ready for this podcast. But uh, yeah, it's the chorus is so catchy. Yeah, I think I this is probably the catchiest chorus on this album. Just straight up, like, hmm. and it's kind of like interesting because it's like it's weird how catchy it is because it's not like. It's not something you'd expect to be catchy either. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, like uh, uh, Tillian mentioned, like he's trying to work on his melodies and being more catchy with the music. And I feel like you know, artificial selection and uh, honestly, after- I feel like he does that so well in almost every album. It's like so weird. Like he gets better with it. Okay. They like this band makes like such great like earworms and catchy shit all the time. It's like. They could probably have like a great career writing pop songs if they really felt like it. See, they wanted to like make a bunch of money. They might be doing it on the side right now. Who knows? But <laughs> maybe, yo, they should be. Oh my god! I mean, yes. Yeah. Hey um, Ryan, what would what do you have for the song? Um, I'm gonna say I really resonate with something. You know, let me let me reel back real second. I'm going to say that I really like Suspended in this Disaster. And to touch on something David said earlier about uh, the formulaic nature of the band, I feel like this song, like in the vein of like Strawberry Swisher or Strawberry Swisher Part 2, I feel like this song is somewhat of a sequel to something new. Because I feel like they have very similar structures, both in like the melody and something like that. Because uh, it, it gives me that vibe that they're just similar. And... um interesting because that's i don't get that vibe but that's like a song i really like so i appreciate that <laughs> i re- i really enjoy how often you guys are wrong <laughs> it's crazy it's Me, crazy I mean, oh the real objective I, you know, one I, I i articulated that like a nevada boxing commissioner and i apologize but i'm a real big fan of this song and i gotta say like hands down it probably is my favorite song on the album and while i didn't list it in my top three songs i will say uh it is probably the strongest song on the album it, it was nah. definitely like wait it's did silly. i put it in my top three um totally bro oh yeah yeah, yeah it is in let's my just top say three. it is yeah no it is sorry we're, profe- uh, we're professionals here. 
Well, yeah. I love it. I love no, that chorus. I, I agree. You are completely justified in that. No, like like I said, the instrumentals remind me a lot of happiness. And there's just a lot of fun chords wow. and groovy low legs. It's in the chorus. Yeah, there's a lot of likable elements here. I like this movie. What reminds you of happiness on it? Uh, just, uh, hmm. <laughs> like I said, I feel like the, the chords they use, like the the licks, and just I don't know, kind of the vibes, uh, or the chorus too, like da na 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 na, like you know, more chords like that, like it is a lot of the four funky jazzy type you'd see in Happiness, I think. Interesting. Uh, do y'all hear that or? Mm. No, I mean, cause to you me, know. the like instrumentally, the the chorus isn't very like funky. Like if anything. It, it was just kind of written to, to like almost support like Tillian's uh like vocal melody. But I can see that. I I have one question for you guys. Who do you disagree with more? Does it remind you more of something new or happiness? Happiness. Um, I guess I guess I would disagree with David more, but yeah, I think. But that's also it's also like a whole album, but it's like, like still. I'm a I'm a instant gratification aficionado. Uh, like you know, I went to school for it, so like I have like really I mean, takes for for like for that whole album. I mean, I mean, Tillian has been quoted as to saying that instant gratification kind of set the tone that they were going to take with a following album. Oh, for sure. Like, like, that's like because, because you get like stronger, like you know, you get like more like stronger melodies, and I feel like he he has like more vocal freedom, and maybe he was holding back a little in acceptance speech, but well, acceptance like he said in his interview, like acceptance for acceptance speech, like or he said like on instant gratification, he like figured out what he was finally he fig- finally figured out what he was doing like musically versus like acceptance speech he was more like just it was more like a continuation of like the of like the johnny era i guess is more yeah. what, or the era before for sure no uh and actually not only that they i feel like will and them kind of write more for tillian on an instant yeah i, I, I kind of agree too point. yeah and i think i think tillian gets featured a lot more on instant gratification like it it became like like they, they figured out what they well, were going to do with tillian and then they featured they made it so Tillian was like kind of the star of the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they let him breathe his style more freely. Yeah, definitely save those takes for the instant gratification episode. Let's definitely. Um, well, I don't know. What does about anybody that? have anything else to add to this song before we move on to care? Everybody's I'm favorite good. new Facebook reaction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about care. Um, who wants to start with that? Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, so Care it actually uh features Zachary Guerin who is in Strawberry Girls and you know we all know uh from being an ex member of Dance Gavin Dance. Um, so yeah, I mean the the song is it's a great song. Um, but it really doesn't stand out to me until it gets into the bridge and of course that like epic outro. But yeah, like. Like I said, I, I just really love the bridge because it kind of picks up like the whole song. And, you know, from there, like when it ends, it actually goes back to the original riff. So it gives it kind of like a, a slow break before going back to the chorus. But yeah, that that outro is probably like my favorite outro that that the band has ever written. Like a cool little touch to it is, is like is the bongos. Yeah. Uh, that Matt plays. 
Definitely. And, um, and right, you well, can keep going if you want. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, if I could finish my point. So I feel like Tillian just really carries that outro because uh, before we, you know, recorded this or started this episode, I was listening to the instrumental version and like the album version, like, you know, the album version as well. And like the instrumental feels almost like a completely different song when you get it at that outro like it you know it has that like ri- like rhythm guitar that you hear but i feel like tillian's vocals really carries that that part and gives it that like kind of epic dancey vibe and then of course you go into a more heavier part with with john so yeah like it, it's one of you know it, like like it, the song itself wasn't in my top three, but that outro is my favorite moment of the whole album. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Right. Or, or actually, can I ask you something real quick, Moses? Yeah. All right. So like something that I pointed out, I found in the uh, in the funk part at the end is like they they take breaks from the funk part and they just they'll do like a Tillian like a build up part. Like that's really cool too. I found. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it, it does change because it goes from it like changes. A, yeah, it's not just a straight funky part. Like which they I think go we from kinda... that funky part and like there's even a part that that is just a rhythm and then like the lead comes in and then when that part breaks it it goes into John's part which is like a build up to go back into the funky part. Well, it's is... like a John and Tillian part, but the build up I think is really cool because it, it leads you up and then it drops you back where you were before, but it like it but it's not like a real drop. It's like it stays in like a really cool section. You know, I, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's like yeah, it, there's a build up within it and it drops you back where you were. Mm-hmm. But it works know, out so to... well. No, I really like that layering of, you know, when Tillian goes and then John falls up. I like that layering of uh, heaviness and intensity. and the back and forth, anything. yeah. Yeah, and that last section, I feel like it's very, you know, I feel like Strawberry Wakes. Strawberry's Wake, you know, it sounds a lot like this section a bit, too. Or reminds me of it. Yeah. Ryan, what do you have to say about the song? I would have to say... um the care, uh, it kind of fits into what I was saying previously earlier on about being puzzled about the choices for singles on a uh, Dance Gavin Dance record. And um, I think that's due to the fact that, well, I feel like it's a, it's a perfectly fine song. It's a perfectly good uh, Dance Gavin Dance song. I just feel like the, the, the ending and the bridge that you mentioned, like the, the pure brilliance and genius of it, um, I feel is like a stark contrast to like the beginning and the chorus and all this stuff. And I feel like the like the wait time and like the build up to all that does it's it feels kind of lopsided. It's uneven to me. And I feel like there's tons of that. I feel like there's tons of that on artificial selection. Like there's an uneven mixture. Like if there's certain parts in certain songs that really radiate and stand out in comparison to the rest of the song. And I feel like if they combined all these grander, bigger than life moments on these songs into one song, it would have created song that just didn't feel like there was filler inside of it. And I hate to say that. Yeah. I I get what you're saying, but to me, it kind of, it's kind of funny that you say that because like they actually do the same in, in afterburner and they actually like made it a point to mention that in in their uh, AMA, like like one thing that they wanted to do on the album is really have like a big intro or I mean a big outro uh, for every song, and and you can see that there like that there's kind of like a 
a big change up in some of the songs, especially at the outro, like like uh, Parody Catharsis comes to mind where they just go from being kind of a poppy song to like being extremely heavy. And then, you know, Strawberries Wake as well, like like it kind of goes into like this huge like pop anthem uh, that was, you know, like the, the song itself is pretty poppy, but like they kind of go into like a bigger moment in that outro. So I like, I almost see it as something that like they aim to do a lot. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why, like, I love the band so much is that you like, you, sometimes you get like two or three short songs in one song, but I, yeah. I could see what you mean. Where yeah, like, I agree, like how they, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I can agree like how that also may create like, damn, I would have really loved this song. If, if they kind of laid into more of this part of the song instead of like, you know, the, what they did in the, in the verses and the chorus, like I kind of get that feeling from, uh, three wishes. I mean, I, I absolutely love that song, but man, I wish that intro was longer <laughs> or if I could get more of that. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the intro was pretty sweet. I guess I, I can see that point. So, I guess the verses are, like, fine. Like, I don't necessarily love them, but they do do that uh, switching between chord progressions on every other on every other line, and they do it pretty well in that in this song. Um, chorus is a little bit wa- too whiny for my taste, but, I mean, it's fine. And uh, But the pre-chorus, I do like the pre-chorus a lot. At the end, when it gets to the funky part, I kind of, something like, I think they kind of, when they first started doing like these funky parts, like in the Tillion era, they kind of I think recycled the same like a similar funky section like over and over again. Strumming, yeah. Like they, it's like uh, we own the night. I forgot what song it was in Mothership, and then this song they kind of have similar funky sections. I would Inspired say. Liars. Yeah, Inspired, yeah, I think Inspired the Liars. And um, well, Young Robot has like a funky. Part yeah, I think so too. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of all pretty similar, but I would say this is probably when they like executed it the best. Are you trying to say that these are all don't tell ta- don't tell Dave impersonators? No, I'm not saying <laughs> well, that I mean, at don't all. Don't tell Dave is. I'm saying it's more like a, the whole yeah. Song. I'm saying but it's like it's we awesome. own the night impersonators, maybe. But this is like the impersonated it so well that it became the standard. Well, if you hold hold up, we own the night. They're actually blue dream impersonators they did it on that i don't i wouldn't say that either though well okay because blue dream was kind of like a slow r&b vibe song but it really picks up at the end and and they add that like kind of funky guitar riff and it completely picks up so that's kind of why i interesting why Uh, i mm. get get it from that album more than anything i kind of think like the funky there's like a different funkiness in every singer era and i think that there's a tillion one that kind of that was present since from ig to uh artificial selection and then i think an afterburner they broke through and like figure and figure out how to do funky stuff in like a different and like multiple ways whereas before they were still kind of figuring it out and i think this is like the the pinnacle of that like this is like when they peaked doing what they were doing before it's interesting yeah. that you bring in bring up don't tell dave actually that intro you know it's all funky and you know it, if they actually replaced that 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 intro and used it for like an outro for a song like i feel like it'd be a really good heavy like jump to like an outro you know i don't know just, well, just try, like try visioning that you know 
like I, I'll have to say is like the little funky like outro parts and uh, I mean sometimes it's not even the outro sometimes it's kind of like a break uh, in between the chorus and and the second verse or sometimes it is the second verse like it's actually like my favorite part of the band and it's something that I look forward to. Oh, so. I mean I agree. It's really cool how they like they've be able, been able to incorporate different genres even though Anthony Fantano hates it but. Uh, <laughs> I definitely love it. I mean, I mean, you saw you saw the interview, man. I mean, for hating on it and giving it up for, he was very complimentary to Dance Gavin Dance. A far more okay, this we'll, time. We'll than get he, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get later, to that. But, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, one actually, uh, if we're done talking about Cher, I I have to close it with a question for David. Oh, she what's up? Uh, so David David is the youngest guy. <laughs> on the podcast so my so question for him was do you know what jinko jeans are <laughs> i actually do not <laughs> wow That's what I he's from so, jacksonville and has no idea so well, at, like after after huh. this episode is over like look up jinko jeans man they're basically the exact opposite of skinny jeans no oh, actually i feel like i have i just didn't know the name so jink i'm about to look at it real quick jinko jeans i have a question why are you all proud about knowing what jinko jeans are those are like the most raggedy fucking are, pants dude, in the goddamn i'm not i'm not proud of it i'm just saying like it, to me it's interesting <laughs> that it's a lyric and like how many kids are are listening to that song and like they don't get the reference you know yeah. <laughs> like they're, you know they're uh they're talking about prodigy which i guess david probably doesn't know who prodigy is and and they're talking Man, about prodigy school uncultured so it, no no it's not about being uncultured but it really dates you know like i guess me and and also john mess like I'm, i mean i don't know Ryan. who he is but he's got to be kind of old to like make a reference about prodigy jinko jeans and and Creed and, and Blood Wolf. Yeah, like, okay, he said 2003. Um, I was four years old, and these guys, <laughs> and three years later, this guy was in a rock band around 18, 20, you know, like, so yeah, I was a baby. This states me, but it's <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> like I said, okay, I'm man. To hear about the, our history. I know you still care. I know you still care, repeat, man. I know. Repeat I our do. history. <laughs> <laughs> But yo, what's the next track though? Cal Basie. What Empathy up? is not overrated, by the way. Just want to say. Hey, before, we, before, we, do you guys know what Count Basie is? Like, did you guys know that was no. a musician from back in the day? Oh, you mean okay. Count I, I guess yeah, I heard of it, but I didn't really make the connection ever. But I, I know what you're talking about. That's like Dust Bowl stuff. That's like like, like the, origin, like all blues or jazz. Or yeah, something. yeah, that's like yeah. that. And that definitely the vibe is on the song. You know, like it's got that old world feel. See, to like it. a Louisiana piano player or something. Uh, I believe so. It's it's a little bit of a dated information. It's mostly rooted in playing Fallout, but I'm aware, I'm aware of him. Like, Good. I, Actually, I feel a, like I, I it's saw like something about Count Basie before, and then made the connection and then forgot about it. But yeah, I mean, but I guess it's an older. About, but you know all about Ayn Rand. <laughs> all right, uh, I think everyone knows. I think Ayn Rand is uh, has far more name recognition than um, Count Basie. Yeah, just one of but the not as much as Alex English. Of blues and grass. Yeah. 
Do you know who Alex English was? He was a uh, basketball player for the Denver Nuggets. Scoring leader in the 1980s. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, he was the scoring leader for the 1980s. Uh, I watched uh, his video, and it was like if they made the Dream Team in like 1988, and it would they would have put uh, Alex English on the team. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that reminds me of another question from Moses. We're always recording on Sunday. Do you ever like get off? The, since you like basketball too, you, you you ever get off this podcast and then think like, oh fuck, I missed uh, Last Dance. <laughs> Wait, Last Dance? Yeah, the Michael Jordan um documentary. Dude, I yeah, like I am a basketball fan, but I have not even watched it yet. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, it's like I'm kind of like I don't know. I'm just kind of putting it off, I guess. Yeah, but I'm like I, I gonna I, stream it some I, other time. I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but since we don't have sports, like I've actually been watching like old like '90s Bulls playoffs, like against like the Utah Jazz and, uh, and the you know Seattle Sonics, like so that's kind of filling that void for me. If, but, if if I could if I could say one thing, I guess gotta say you're both wrong. Alex English is the opener to self-titled Death Star, whatever you want to call it. Wait, what are we? <laughs> we never we never said that it wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh, but where did the oh, I mean, I, not, not, the, not the scoring lead, not the scoring leader of the '80s? Is that you what you're saying? You're bringing all these confusing facts. I I kind of want to like find out someday, like if. Alex, is he even alive still? I mean, I don't know if he... I mean, I assume he is, but no one ever hears about him ever. But it's like, I kind of want to know, like, if people are hating him up about Alex English, the song. Dear enough dance dance fans out there. I want to know what made them name the song Alex English and not, like, I don't know, Dennis Rodman or Tony Kukoc. I don't know. I just just want to know. There's so many basketball players. They also had Skyhook on that album, which that was, like... I don't, people don't really stop skyhooking like after the '80s, I think too. Um, so I just want once Kareem I, retired. So hey, hey fossils, what's that? What Alex <laughs> English skyhook? Skyhook dance. Well, yeah. Sky, <laughs> well, I, they're referring to like a hook shot where you kind of like oh, just okay. throw oh. it over your like throw it over <laughs> your head, but from the side. Okay. MLB. Yeah, but I don't, I've never heard anybody call it a sky hook. Wait, really? The, just a I always shot. hear people call it a sky hook. It's really? Like, what? Yeah. Boy, he landed in a sky college. Hook. I'd suck at basketball, but like I, w- I like hit like sky hooks surprisingly well. Dude, and so I've like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've always just heard people like refer to it as a hook shot. A hook shot. So I think yeah. sky hook is something different. No, I mean, I mean, it's like, think Kareem, and he's, like, just doing, like, his arm, like, why, think YMCA, no, I, he's I, doing the C. I get what you're saying, like, but that's yeah. just a hook shot, yeah. dude, like, that's nobody calls it a skyhook, they just All call right, it whatever. a hook shot. Maybe that's, like, and some ABA terms or some shit like you, that, Like, I don't show know. me where they call it a skyhook, and then They I'll... always call, is a skyhook, that's what they used to call it, is a skyhook. No, hook, they call but... it a hook shot, bro, they Man, call it... Where, okay, maybe in modern times. Moses, Moses, where the fuck would Dance Gavin Dance pull this shit out of their ass if nobody called it? I'm glad that you asked. I mean, Bioshock Infinite. Well, actually, Skyhook um, was a was a item that, right, Scott, that you used but, on uh, Bioshock. That's where did Bioshock before Infinite came out? And also, it would make sense for them to call it Skyhook because Will Swan said he's a Lakers fan in the AMA that happened yesterday. And well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for the Lakers. He's hidden Skyhooks. He's famous for hidden Skyhooks. Show okay. 
show me <laughs> show me any video where they're like where they're like oh that's a or, i don't fucking know man from from uh all the all the, the uh bar. nba twitter people I'll, I'll are probably you, bro, too cool to call it a skyhook come at me with moses moses you're gonna be you're wrong about drowning pool. You're wrong about sky hooks. I mean, See, how I much more think, wrong can you be? Like, I enjoy being the, the the one person on the podcast who's never wrong. But like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, I like you know, go and shoot all the sky hooks you want. But wow, in like two months when we finally get to Death Star, this is, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fight each other in over Skype. Good. Shit, in two months when we get to the next song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to Count Basie. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we at Count Basie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, got some uh, takes on that. Empathy is not overrated, by the way. It really it totally, is. It to- you assholes. We need more empathy in these, in these times. Be Honestly, more empathetic. Yeah, I can rant about that. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like the whole vibe of the song. It's Let's not get too political, like, guys. <laughs> the the vibe of the song's almost kind of like atmospheric and and spacey. Like I feel like like I don't know. Like I like if I'm zoning out and and like listening to it, I feel like I'm lost in space or something. And yeah. when the like, drums kicking in and blast beating. Yeah, and and mm. you know, like I feel like I say this a lot for dance game and dance songs, but this song has another amazing outro like oh you know, yeah yeah it definitely it's got a, an amazing lead and again john kind of goes off the rails like he's just amazing. you know amazing. like going nuts kind of like he did in in a midnight crusade but in in this song it's backed by like some beautiful like like backing vocals from tillian and oh, yeah. before that we actually get a nice little bass solo from tim and it kind of uh brings like brings that that whole like vibe together and like one thing i did notice uh, about the outro and i don't know like maybe it's just me like john john screaming almost kind of sounds at like a higher pitch like it's kind of muddy yes. behind behind a like a dbm level pitch. That's going on. yes it, it reminds me DBM of like, too. dbm2 yeah i was like I, I had that written down so i'm, I'm glad that you actually kind of do I, that as well like furthering my point that I'm I'm the one with the that's always correct. But uh, Dave, God, yeah, David, what you got? <laughs> You're done being correct. Um, but <laughs> actually, no, John. He actually kind of his uh dir- what is it? His direction on it is a little bit more wacky, and yeah, he is screaming a bit more high pitched. And what is it? Yeah, you know, yeah, DBM too. He's definitely a little bit more high pitched, going more wacky in like his delivery for some of those lines. I gotta agree. Um, but Count Basie, Count Basie, yeah, this is this is a really different track. Uh, I, I wasn't, I was like, whoa, this is really different. But uh, overall, nowadays, this this is actually really really nice track with a huge, a really refreshing step. And you know, it's definitely a lot of fans are polarized on it, but no, I, I think it's a nice track. Tillian, the instrumentals, it's really nice, a, a really catchy, almost hypnotizing kind of chorus and verse. A lot of nice stuff. And, then, you know, of course, John comes in at the end and knocks it out of the park. Uh, great track. Shout yeah. And, and like you said, it, it, it is kind of, you know, polarizing as far as the reaction. And that kind of yeah. baffles me as well. It's as like, different, man. I feel like people are like either really into it or really 
or I've seen a lot of people who are really into it and people who just like don't talk about it. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen people hate on it. Really? Like mm-hmm. on Facebook, but especially you know, earlier. Like when I see that, I'm like, oh, this guy does not know anything about music, and <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I mean, write off his opinion from now on. Oh man, you're gonna write off my. I mean, I'm not super into it, but I mean, it's cool. Wait, yeah. all you have to add or or any, any oh i got some other stuff concrete um, takes i mean i i'm guessing it's like a breakup song or something honestly but it's kind of edgy breakup song uh i think tim sounds really good on this like it's a really good bass part for sure and so uh, um near the end and then the other thing is he says sun comes up rain comes down that always reminds me of that of that pops edm song glad you came by the wanted mm-hmm. who um Got a really cool cover on Pop Goes Punk by We We Came as Romans. But, I mean, the original song was kind of cool, too, for being a pop EDM song. So I actually enjoyed that song uh, as well. Glad you came. Yeah, yeah, even even like the original. Yeah. Like I, yeah, that's cool. I, you know, I don't shy away from admitting, like, I like a good pop song. Oh, yeah, I love pop music. But, There's like, some good I, stuff, yeah. Yeah, and Dance Gavin Dance, that's what I, I like about them is that uh, what I, they're what able like, to create what like, like. Good, good like pop music. Yeah, I mean, they've gotten better about it. I'm not going to say I was, now nah, we'll get into it another day, but <laughs> I hear that. we'll have plenty of time to talk about IG. <laughs> hey, what is it? What about but you, no, Ryan? Yeah. Or did you have something to say, David? Or I, I just wanted to say, like, this song's more led by Tillian, especially, you know, in the, the verses and choruses. Like, it's 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 really driven by him, but I, I think he kills it. He, he A lot of nice melodies, and he sounds great, so I, I love it. I but love she, how, how the guitar, like, really compliments him when he's, you know, saying don't get uh, all sentimental about it. Like, that little riff that, that's being played around that, <laughs> like, at that part is so Ooh, That's a sexy-ass riff, yeah. I'm yeah. That up. It's great. But, yo, Ryan, what's up, man? Um, I feel like the drums on this song are very foreboding, and it creates this ominous feeling that kind of just lingers over the whole song. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and um, definitely, like, the vocalists, they, they, go, they work overtime on this song, and I feel everything, it just comes together. And I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you make of that music video for this song? I don't even remember. Yeah, that was dude. I so like I zone out when I watch that music video. Like it's kind of a creepy vibe. I and I guess that's cool. But were they talking? Was that the one they were talking about the AMA? Um, no, no, they were talking about Blood or I. I guess was it Blood Wolf? I don't remember. uh, Yeah, they were talking about. I I mean, they brought a Blood Wolf for sure. I mean, that it's in the same vein. Brought up up both. Yeah, it's in the same vein. It's made by same director. Oh yeah, yeah. They actually asked if they're if they're related. I think. Yeah, it's um, a, it's like a summer like, glad we gave them all we gave them complete creative control. You know yeah, what? I'm definitely. actually I'm actually thinking about like some stuff that I read on Reddit. It wasn't on the AMA, but How yeah, dare somebody was you. asking if the video wow. if the video w- were was related. But yeah, I don't really care for the video, and you know, I like I understand that videos can be pretty like expensive to make but like i i kind of wish that that we had had more like actual videos from from dance cabin dance of like you know yeah. where they're in the forefront of it like playing and stuff oh you okay. mean like on me and zoloff when they're literally just jamming out in the woods <laughs> yeah yeah like there was I, a I like curtain. That. oh yeah that's probably it yeah well uh, see for a music video like i'm not too hard to please i i want to see the band playing really like yeah like a cool setting like I'm sure yeah, i agree 
completely. Like strawberry, like strawberry's wake was fine and all. Like you know, it, it reminded me of a uh, learn to fly that that video from the Foo Fighters. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Where it's that. kind of like a silly plane ride, but like I prefer <laughs> the Prisoner video over that, and and uh, we own the night where it's just. Yeah, the, I like seeing John in the car just screaming. It's like I relate with that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Like, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like. I like these music videos. I feel like it's an artistic expression that kind of gives you like an, a, a look in the mind of Dance Camp Dance. And considering the lyrics on some of the songs on not just this album, but many of them, I feel like it's kind of just like a little glimpse of what kind of artistic well, expression this band's making. Is it really a look into their mind? Because didn't they just give that person like full artistic control? Yeah, well, they, they said it, that on one song. It, I don't know if they well, did no, it I th- on. I think I think everyone. it was for Count Bassie and and uh, Blood yep. Wolf. So we're they actually to, we're seeing the portrayal to. through that guy's uh, that guy's. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, but that's, not so much that's, an inter- dance. that's an interpretation that's approved by the band, though. If the band didn't like the video, they could totally scrap it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'll get to it later when we do through recent listens, but I was reading about um, the, uh, fuck, what is it? Fuck, what was the Crab Core song? Uh, the Attack Attack Stick, song? Stickly? Yeah, Stick Stickly. Um, Love that song. Well, I was reading about like the uh, them making the music video for it, and they're like, they just signed off on it, even though like they were just like, whatever, it's fine. And then it came like a huge thing. They like they didn't they know were... they were gonna become a meme. Exactly. Yeah, they were just like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, and then yeah. they were like, they were like, I don't know what the girls for here for for the music video, but like, sure, whatever, we'll do it. Well, I'm sure um, at the time they probably thought it was gonna be a cool video and that they wouldn't yeah. have become a meme from it. Well, I mean, yeah, but it was like. I think it was more, but like, I remember them talking about like the girl in the video and they're like, oh, we didn't really get what that's for. Like they, they say like, they don't remember what the point of it was, but like, they still did it anyways and signed off on everything. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. My whole view on music videos though, is kind of like, I don't really care that much about them. I just kind of think they're a waste of money at this point. I mean, most of them are, are Look, bad yeah. to be honest. Like, yeah, there's not, the market's not really there anymore. Cause no MTV. Which I mean, it would be cool if they had if MTV came back like where they were playing music videos, but it's like I don't think they ever will. Oh no, I I totally <laughs> still enjoy music videos. Um, like I, I I like seeing like a visual representation of a song, but one hundred percent. Yo, if I, I, that's why I'm sad that we don't have any Johnny era music videos. Honestly, why? Yeah. Unless you count unless you count that one live video that's kind of seeking not- goes. Eh, I don't. Yeah. There's I mean, some, yeah. There's actually some recorded bits, you know, where John and Will are kind of like. You I know, mean, they do like the thing play. where they'll like they'll do like a compilation of them playing live, and then they'll play the song. Like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like those music videos. Yeah, which I, I kind of like. I kind of like those ones just because you get to see them live, which I, I would rather see. That's pretty dope. Them, like, I I like to watch live recordings of like or live recordings of like bands playing way more than I like just watching a music video. Or, yeah. I mean, like music videos are like fine or whatever, but I just don't really see the point of them, and I don't really care that much about them. And that's why. I haven't. Like I, I, haven't, I, I don't know. I, admit, I, like I didn't a, watch the one of the music videos for I like the recent a songs. Stunning music video, like you know, Atreyu's uh, the Crimson. Like that's all that I look for in a music video. Like honestly, I kind of want to watch yeah. that. Now. <laughs> I've never it, seen it, it but that sounds cool. It's just a band playing, and there's you know they're kind of playing in like a like a Light dark bulbs. room, and then there's cool lights like hanging in the room. <laughs> and, 
That, like, that's all that I need, man. Like, it just looks hey, cool. Can we all agree on one thing, though? What? Uh, the animated music videos with the little animals, oh, yeah. those things. Um, top tier. Uh, those are the, the best. best. Yeah, literally top tier. Yeah. Matthias Adolfson. Yeah, I guess those yeah. are cool. Dude's a beast. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I like the Death of the Robot one. That was cool. And actually, one of them, I the car I used to have before it broke down, um, I think someone told me that my, that my car was in it, but I don't think it actually was, but it's something that looked like it. But I don't know. That was cool. But actually, what is it? I think it wasn't Moses, but like I think one of us was like, yeah, like I, I just I, I just like music videos where it's just the band playing kind of and we're rocking out with them or, you know, Oh, that is me. Yeah, I like I mean, oh, like, okay. I love watching I love watching live performances that got recorded, Um, like especially like Johnny mm-hmm. era stuff. Cause yeah, it needed you just to don't see that. I mean, you see plenty of Tillian era stuff for sure. But yeah. like I Johnny, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't and know. Kurt stuff. Kurt stuff I think is kind of Kurt wasn't that great live. He got better. He got way better later on. Like one of my favorites is on their 10 year reunion tour and he does Tree Village and like the way he hit the repeat repeat part like the screaming part like that, that was, was ferocious. Oh man. That gives but, me every time and I was like what that like I like my jaw dropped when I heard that I had to repeat it. But <laughs> really it it like hurt like, my throat because he's like using like the wrong technique like, he's like, like destroying his vocal cords with that but it like I, I can describe what it sounds like it's almost like it's almost like echoey it's like a trill almost i don't even i can't even describe what it was but it, that always got me yeah I, I, like i didn't want to tangent too much but like what are some songs like some johnny era songs you, you thought should have gotten music videos or like would have been <laughs> wow oh i don't <laughs> Uh, I would have loved a spook music season. video. That would be cool. I think Elder Goose, maybe. Open I mean, your eyes and look north. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's seeking Ghost of Sex. Like, like if they made an actual music video for that, that would have been dope. Uh, for, yeah. the fir- for the first album, obviously, Times New Roman, because that was, like, you know, such a huge song. So I would have oh, loved yeah. to see a, a video yeah, for that. Yeah. Open your eyes and look north would be cool because like the build up to it, but it's an it's yeah it's definitely a deeper backwards type. pumpkin maybe yeah yeah backwards pumpkin would be great Pro- yeah, a lot, honestly yeah. a lot of Wizard of songs I think would make good music videos definitely all right so for our next topic I would like to start out by saying that Anthony Fantana is a ball sack <laughs> wow wow. Um, excellent transition. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, just uh, hates on Dance Gavin Dance to uh, get clicks. Anyone disagree? No, because he does yeah. like no, and I don't really care for his reviews. And but he does, you know, it's not like the only thing he talks about. Like he talks about Definitely. Dance Gavin Dance very like like I this think he did. Second. But, yeah, this is like a second album review. No, yeah. I think it's his third because he did Mother or he did Artificial Selection he, for sure because he said like he it was. Or I think Mothership too. So I thought and he I, avo- I thought he avoided doing. I thought he said he avoided doing uh, Mothership. He did. Because he of, did at least he did IG for sure, and I think he did Artificial yeah. Selection, but I didn't he watch meant- the Artificial Selection one. He mentioned him in this video, and he was very like kind to both uh, Mothership and Artificial. I wouldn't say he was well. very kind though. Yeah, they I were mean, kind he, of like backhanded compliments. Yeah, but for the like, most part, 
I don't he was know. kind of mothership, I would say. He to, was, yeah. To call the guy a ball sack was kind of harsh. <laughs> I mean, and I don't like, like, I guess I'll put it out there. I don't like, like, I don't like the guy. I don't watch his reviews. I just don't think he has anything interesting to say. But, yeah, you know, people have their own opinions and people are going to feel a certain way about different bands. And I could totally see how people wouldn't like this amazing band. But, you know, what do you I mean? Do? I, I agree to some extent, but I think he just kind of went with the whole hating on Dance Kevin Dance to get clicks is the thing. Because I think I don't think you could give Afterburner that low of a review because musically, I think it's amazing in and out. Even like even if there's some parts that are lacking, which are very few parts, because I think this is like just a really crisp album all the way through. And like the whole experiment, the whole hate on the experimental part of it, like I just even if you don't then think it landed correctly, I think you've got to give the band credit for trying, which he doesn't even do. So yeah, I th- at this point, just to get a reaction. and For the sake of it. Yeah, exactly. And I also kind of think that he's just, he kind of represents this really asshole, elitist bullshit. I think, I think, I think me and David are going to have a slightly contrast opinion. Because while I... While I'm not in fa- favor of this review for the most part, looking <laughs> looking at the comments and people talking about it beforehand, I thought it was going to be a complete drag of the band, like, like instant gratification was. Honestly, I but mean, I I'll say, say I he thought, came at. I I didn't think like, that, but it would. And be, they put the, themselves out on the, the line interview, too. I feel like like maybe I I don't know which one he gave more compliments to, if it was Mothership or Artificial Selection. But Mothership. Uh, Mothership was the one he gave more compliments I think to. Mothership a bit more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he he made a comment about like they totally like you know cr- like crumbled the house that they were building with Mothership yeah. or, or something like that. So artificial. I, I don't I don't think this album or Afterburner is the album that that's gonna turn his opinion around. I mean, I don't think it will. Like it, anything will. If I could yeah. finish my, th- I would Go say. I mean, he gave the album a four times different review. I mean, from one to four, that's four times the amount of love. I I think Anthony, I think he does a lot of good for the music community in some regards. He he differs in genres that he favors. And while he does a lot of good, he does drag some bands. He's earned the ire of people like Eminem. And I think, well, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, while I don't necessarily care for his opinion, I was a bigger fan of him in the meme review. Um, I think he's got an audience, and his opinion is just like any critics. It matters to an extent, but you shouldn't get upset. Or I don't think it matters at all. Yeah, that's true. I don't think he's just it's... an annoying hipster to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It only matters so, as much. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Well, well, so before, like, before this. Um, I wasn't even gonna watch the like the review, but you guys kind of talked me into it. <laughs> like I, dude, I did not like wa- watching his reviews at all. Like, like I told you guys in our group chat, I watched like Especially two minutes of of the IG one, and that was enough for me to like never <laughs> care about what this guy had to say. Dang. Like he, like he does seem like kind of an elitist and and whatnot, and. I don't know the like when I watched it, I was kind of glad that I did because it was actually pretty hilarious. Even though he was like <laughs> like hating on the band and I, like like I don't agree with him. Like watching him like mimic Will's rapping and also like he mimicked the guitar riff for Prisoner. Like that was that was pretty funny. Um, oh man, 
But yeah, like screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if uh, Dance Gavin Dance had more um, kombucha drinking Brooklynites in their fan base, he'd probably be nicer to Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, if but, you're from Brooklyn and drink kombucha and like Dance Gavin Dance, you're cool. Don't listen to a cash does. <laughs> David, yeah, Anthony what do you Fantano would probably like you. David, what do you think? <laughs> so yeah, I just I think I'm way more like reserved on my take than y'all. <laughs> y'all like y'all basically want his blood, but. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say anything too bad. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, like, I think I'm yeah, the hardest, but yeah, I, I think, think it's fair takes, pretty, though. I think he was pretty harsh on instant grad. Like, like, it, yeah, like Moses said in the and first. I kind of agree with him on Instagram, though, even if he was kind of an asshole. But, but it's like it's not a one out of ten for sure. Yeah. Like, no, like, yeah. No, he it's at least a seven. See, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he'll express, yeah, this isn't exactly my genre. Like, he'll state that in the first, you know, a couple minutes. But he'll go on and still, like, pick apart, you know, stuff he doesn't like because he claims it's not a genre for him. And it's like, you know, at one point it's like, you know, if this isn't your genre, why are you listening, you know? And for Afterburner, it's like, you know, he already did instant grabs so people are curious about his, you know, his new thoughts. So I can get that. Like, oh, please, the fans, give them what they want. Um, but yeah, I feel like he was way too harsh on it, you know, instant grab, like, cause even if you like it, like a solid one, really, yeah. um, they, that, I, I feel like that was kind of just for show a bit, you know, um, what is it? But this one afterburner, I feel like, see, that's the thing for both reviews. I feel like he does give like honest, genuine takes like, oh, I don't like these elements and how they mix like, oh, you know, Chilean's voice and the way it's. It's uh, it's edited. I don't care for how they do it there. Or John's style is a little, it can be a little harsh on the ears sometimes. Like, it, he's like I said, he kind of expresses like his own opinion, and I feel like those are fair opinions to have if it's just not your type. You know. For sure. You know? I guess the thing that disappoints me about the Afterburner review is like this band going out on a limb and trying these different genres, these different sounds, and doing it really well like it sounds mm -hmm. good it's recorded really well and still like at least not and not giving them any credit for doing that that's where <laughs> i kind of see the bullshit of it there's a bit of that i will it's say. Like, like, like if if he gives them a fair take i think it's like okay fine like i like i, I think that the whole dgd feuding with feuding with them after ig he's just kind of running with it now rather than actually reviewing albums well that's the thing so yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, I feel like he gave uh, Born to Fail the credit it deserves. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll give him that. When he's talking about it, kind of being ballsy. He talked about Night's Sway more than we did. <laughs> 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 See, he has a thick fan. <laughs> See, David was right all along, guys. You guys were fucked up. Right. You guys. Uh, you know what? You anyways. Just, you just need to embrace the objective opinion, man. You just need to say hello to the bad guy. You see, that's that's why we need to add Anthony Fantano to our next stream. Oh, yeah. God, no. Fuck yeah, me. we're going to get him on an episode and just kind of... Oh, no, no. We're going to jump it. in on him. You know what? We're going to roast him. You know, guys, I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk to people in bands. I want to talk to Anthony Fantano and get his opinions. Oh, he got, he I want to hear Anthony Fantano's music. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you um, music, why not? Anyways, let's uh, go on. Let's move on to the AMA, if y'all are ready. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. I thought it was um, fun. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it like, really uh, gave us insight into kind of their uh, writing process and, like, how they prepare for, for tour, man. 
Like it was it was cool. Oh, how they grind, you know, four or five days out of the week. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, months in advance. Are you not grinding four or five days out of the week for this podcast? Uh, <laughs> if I if I could point playing. out some of the little uh little nuggets I wrote down about the AMA. Go for it. Yes. Alright, so like within like like dance dance Gavin dance like social media groups whether it's like reddit or, or facebook group like mm. uh, like we all know that there was a supposed like trippy red collab that was supposed to happen like like trippy yeah. red first dropped yeah. that knowledge on us when he did a, a cuff boys uh interview and he was talking to to cuff mom um and that <laughs> it was definitely like a polarizing like like bit of news like people you know a lot of people were super against it and i don't know for people that are kind of into like like i guess like the newer emo rap and trap like like myself like we're excited about it because mm. I, I don't know man trippy red's actually like a interesting artist and and he actually has a a decent voice like even without like autotune but you know will mentioned that he actually recorded the the guitar part and and he sent it to him and he actually mentioned that another drummer, you know, did did the drum track, but right, I yeah. guess Trippy Red hasn't done hasn't done anything with it. But I'm gonna say that the other drummer is probably or the drummer he mentioned, but and not by name, is probably Travis Barker. Like he works with a lot of rappers. It's nothing new. Yeah, he does. Like everybody yeah. from like Lil Wayne to like newer artists. Um, Lil John did. Uh... Trying to think who else. He had like that whole album where like yeah he yeah. Was, yeah yeah where he worked with a lot people, of rappers, yeah. but he you know he worked with MGK, uh, um, Yellow Wolf. He did stuff yeah. with Eminem, like like and let's let's, let's not forget let's not forget he worked with Skrillex for the new from first to last. Yes uh, yes he did. Um, make yeah there there's actually a, a a video of him in this of him in the studio with John Feldman. Uh, the dude from Incubus, uh, Chino Moreno, and Ooh. like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so like other things that I took from the AMA was that Tillian is working on a on a solo album. Yeah. Um, which you know, like, yeah. yep. I haven't been like I haven't really dove into um a lot of his solo music, but there you know there's some songs that kind of really stand out to me. Like, I heard um, you yeah but but i'm totally down to for him to keep pursuing that like <laughs> i'm all for trying to hear you know uh every every member of the band like explore different outlets um where's john's next solo album right right we need that <laughs> i think that was the most top tier of out of all vocalists just yeah, buy some pains man for sure you know what <laughs> oh. You know, you know what I'm down with. I'm down with that. Tillian still listening to. He's still listening to North Lane instrumentals. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, like he he said he's a big like Tool and a Perfect Circle fan too. Which yeah. Oh. That's, in, that's interesting because I mean, while while I I guess I kind of get it and it, it's kind of like more insight into like him personally. Like I feel like they're like nothing like that doesn't get represented vocally like you know like when like in his singing so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah but it's going to be something that influences him yeah another thing that that was mentioned in the ama that i thought was hilariously like they somebody asked a band what their favorite swisher was and like every <laughs> like like they're like grape yeah. and and peach pineapple or yeah peach yeah yeah peach and nobody nobody said strawberry but then they're like oh wait, well, only two probably... people answered yeah yeah 
And then, and then they're like, oh, wait, they're probably talking about the song, and they all uh, mentioned They all said Wake. Strawberries Wake, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, then, yeah. Yeah. Ano- like we another see thing, bias. Yeah, another thing from the AMA is that they said that Say Hi was originally five minutes long. Yo, no way. Yeah, it would have been really interesting <laughs> to, like, hear it, you know, as, a, as kind yeah. of a long song. I wish it was, honestly. Unlimited yeah. potential. No, actually, I found my thoughts, though. Um, So for the... So I'm guessing, uh, was it that uh, Into the Sunset was the song that Trippy Red was going to be on? or it? No, like, no, it was no. It was, they were going to... He wrote a guitar part for a Trippy Red song. Oh, oh like, for his song. Okay. Yeah, for his, like, his project. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, I thought you meant, like, there's another song, but they just kind of threw it out and did Into the Sunset. Nah. Okay. Um... Anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I got I got a bunch of stuff. So if ever if you guys ever want to like cut in and add some of the stuff that you guys got from it, go for it. But uh, do you want to go, Ryan, or should I go? Go for it, Cash. I guess the big thing is like I feel like every time I see them in a video, like as a group together, they they're just it always makes me like them more versus like seeing what people say about them or seeing like them like a red MMA or AMA. It doesn't um. Doesn't it like correctly? Like yeah. I feel like they come across really well in videos. And yeah, they're really they, cool. Nice. Yeah, they're really super down to earth. And it's like something that kind of tied me back to like lyrics live from Afterburner is like they're asking them about what writers they like for like their music, and they're like, "Fuck that!" It's like we just <laughs> do our thing. Dude, yeah, I actually and, wrote that. I wrote that down because yeah, somebody the, asked, fuck like, Yukowski or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So somebody asked like what literary devices they use and or like the poets <laughs> and the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and and also like what literary devices they use and like I think that that's kind of like a perspective thing. Like there's so many people and I see it on Reddit. Like they ask like, Yo, what is John talking about in this song? <laughs> like, like. You know, I think people try to take the lyrics too literal and Yeah. Um, you know, like they kind of made it known like, dude, we don't we just write. Yeah. You know, like like it's all like in fun and, and stuff and lyrics lie, man. It makes them more it also makes them seem way more down to earth. And it's also like when they're asking them about their future and they're like, I don't know, we're gonna do this or that and we have two we technically have to make two more albums or whatever, but it's like they're like they're really talented musicians but they're just like chilling out they're like people yeah <laughs> like, like we kind of idolize them so much we kind of don't really take away the fact that they're they're pretty similar to all of us yeah yeah Go, going back to the lyrics it, to me it's just so funny that like there's people out there like really trying like to decode the lyrics and yeah and For trying to like take it too literally like like oh i wonder like like he's using like this literary device and or and like this and that and like it's funny because it it was kind of a popular thing in like post hardcore like i think the biggest example of that is boys night boys night out uh, uh their first album which the i'm make yourself sick like the their vocalist connor is like like you would think he's like a writing major because of all the different literary devices he's using, like on the lyrics. But I mean, yeah, you like could now, also say the same for Chiodos because their first two albums are heavily well, inspired by Shakespeare and yeah, Bukowski. They are, yeah, yeah um, but, but like, to be to be inspired by writers is one thing, but to actually put in like the work to like use, you know, Definitely. like literary devices, like like foreshadowing and onomatopoeias and and <laughs> irony 
No, no, no. Like, I'm on a PS, no, like, no, like, literally, like, there's actually like sentences from the literary works inside and, those first two and shadows. Yeah, yeah. They're no, like, I, I get uh, that. I get that. But see, that's more of like quoting, not like yeah. using yeah. your own skill set to, to. I mean, write literary devices and put them into into lyrics. I guess yeah. a literary device. Quoting is, but quoting. Um, yeah, I it, guess. It technically, kind of is, but um, it's it would be an illusion, I believe, is what it would be called. But um, it kind of reminds me, like, of an interview with Tillian where he was talking about Tides of Man and how like they thought they were gonna be like they're gonna change the world with their music, and Tillian's like, oh, okay. And it's kind of like that mean? <laughs> they don't. I don't think Dance Gavin Dance takes their music that serious. Like they obviously they're serious musicians, but they don't take themselves seriously as seriously okay. as we think they do. And they, yeah, they, they kind of mentioned that in the AMA. Yeah. Yeah, Which I mean like cool. they, they write stuff that like changes the game, but not they're not like setting out to change the world. Like, exactly. I don't get what that even means. And I mean I think and like I I guess I kinda remember like when I was like in high school like trying to write music that had meaning and stuff like that. And it's like kind of stupid and futile sometimes it seems like hm I feel like it's personification, expression and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, I don't like, know why, not, but not it like kind of rubs me the wrong way when literary... that like, like, hey, we're gonna change the world with our music. Like, yeah, it's like taking like, yourself to be that bigger seriously. Than, than, yeah, like I don't know. Like, I think like I would have liked like, Angels and Airwaves a little bit more if they didn't, if Tom DeLonge didn't have that mindset. Yeah, like uh, in approaching music. Like this podcast, I can't. T- we can't take ourselves too. I don't want to take ourselves too seriously on here. Definitely uh, don't. And, don't take anything we say it. too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Especially about Anthony Fantana. <laughs> <laughs> so going going back no. to the AMA, um, one thing that that they said that like really caught my attention was that Tillian said there's more B sides than we, oh yeah than we think there is. Which um, I'm like, oh my god! Like I would love about... to hear some of that. Well, yeah, and and like when they said that. They actually, uh, Tim actually mentioned that like a lot of the B sides for DBM two, they, they recycled parts yeah. of that and they reused them. No. I don't remember. Do you remember wait, what wait, song wait, wait. they mentioned? Wait, wait. So that so that solidifies my point that DBM two is like their best album because even the B sides <laughs> get get used to yeah, make. Yeah, they a, they got yeah. the very best of everything. Yeah. So they yeah. had a song called called the funk song and they reused yeah that's what part of that about. to make young robot and i'm sure you can guess which part <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah. the flute obviously oh yeah because yes yeah. johnny played <laughs> flute, flute. Part, y'all didn't know part, that but johnny was uh, that none of the guys in the band wrote <laughs> actually if you gotta remember that the the songs, the B-sides from DBM2 are not, like, as good as the songs that ended up being on the newer yeah. album because they got Tillian on them. <laughs> and John oh. Ness's vocals are more premiere, bro. They're more developed. They're more... I like it when he... I liked how high his screaming voice was, though, on DBM2. Yeah, I don't want to get into into that conversation yeah. because we're, yeah. we're, talking, we're mainly talking about the music, and if they're still talking about pulling, the music, man. If, if they're still pulling some of the instrumentals from that album, then you know that that, that album was gold, and everybody who... You know, all the haters, man, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Especially Dude. Will, since he wrote that himself. I mean, yeah. that was my favorite guitar stuff for sure, so it makes sense for them to recycle it. Yeah. I think it's the best guitar stuff. Oh, yeah. Two I, lead guitars. Mm-hmm. 
like Will's Will amazing. wrote both parts like, was playing both parts and wrote both parts so yeah David like I think Will writes some of his best stuff when he's accompanied by like someone like you know Zachary Guerin or Martin like I think he, the, oh, yeah I those, mean I those agree two, but like, when he's paired with those two I think he writes some of his best stuff specifically what do you, well I think when he's all by himself I think he writes some of the really some really great stuff too though because I think there is a oh, lot of sorry. like him by himself on on a afterburner i mean i guess maybe it was andrew wells playing it but i don't right. know i feel i get like the vibe that like he wrote a lot of the like most of the good or on the stuff that we didn't have features on guitar i feel i get the vibe that he wrote a lot of the guitar parts well I mean, yeah if there's no featured person then then he wrote it all yeah well i mean this i mean does andrew wells write parts or does he just play no, no, know. he just tours with them. Okay. If he's not he specifically featured or... on guitar in a song, he did not uh, okay. write or record. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna evaporate. Like, or is that just vocal? What's up? Did he help on evaporate, or was that all vocal? No, he. Oh, yeah, he, he played. Uh, on. He actually helped uh, write guitar parts for for evaporate as well. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I, could hear that. I just want to. I yeah, just right. want to say, I just want to say that you guys didn't mention Sean O'Sullivan, and I'm really offended. Oh, I love Sean O'Sullivan. If he's not, he if works in a that. hospital in San Francisco now. He's such a nice man. Yeah. He says he's in um, a what? Did, Have y'all watched the video where um was it Vlad TV where uh Johnny comes back to the the first time they played when they reunited with Johnny? Um. And I think Sean's playing guitar for them. And they like they had to call the they I guess in the interview afterwards they said they had to call him at the last minute to come down and play for the show with them. When it's a really cool show, even though Johnny is drunk and forgets his. Wait, lyrics, was that but, the was that the one where he got kicked out? Uh, really no, I don't think he got he didn't get kicked out, but like he's really he's obviously drunk the whole time. He forgets his lyrics, but Sean they have Sean O'Sullivan playing, and he like and in the interview afterwards they talk about how like they had to get Sean who was like working in a hospital at the time they had to bring him in from San Francisco to play wow huh. yeah and shoot dude came through and i i don't i think he might have done some stuff for them after, he might have done a little bit of playing for them and tour after he, the album came out was, but i'm not totally sure he was supposed to play on DBM2 but he dropped out of the band before that yeah but, if really? I could shout I thought there was yeah. all original at players. Like, no, nah, he was supposed to, but he dropped out. I think he gets some uh, credits though on the album, but yeah, yeah he, he, he might have written stuff. Not in DBM two. He didn't that's get credit all, for anything. No, that's all Will. Yeah. Well, I know yeah, Will made, Will like record everything, but I think he got like some writing credits though. Yeah, mm, I don't that's, think so. I don't know. Okay, but uh, I mean, I, it is all Will though. Since, since we're talking about Sean, though, let's shout out his uh, the other project he did was Consider the Thief, which was also monumentally awesome. I'll have oh, to check that out. I've not heard of that. You should check it out. It's super cool. It's like Muse meets like of machines without the screaming. Of machines. Uh, what was it called again? More time. Muse is cool. Consider the Thief. Consider the Thief. Right, cool. Put it on the playlist. Yeah, um, they, got, yeah, they have a, a full album. Do we have anything else for the AMA or? Uh, uh yeah. So, um, <laughs> actually no. That's no. all that I got. That's right. cool. I think I we spent enough. We're gonna do our recent listens now. Cool. Oh wait, wait. One thing is that right. uh, Tillian. I mean, it, it's just a, a short little comment. Is that uh, Tillian said he does not like performing Times New Roman. 
Oh yeah. Well, he said he liked to listen to what? it. What? Yeah, yeah. He said he said he likes to listen to it, but he doesn't like performing it. And he said that there it'll be a while before they play Pussy Vultures too. Yeah. Um. Wait, I was actually gonna post today if the reason they didn't want, they didn't play Pussy Vultures because they made him sad or something along those lines because that's understandable because it does make you very sad. <laughs> I can see. Okay, I can get the Times New Roman thing because the Johnny era is a you know a different style, and like he has to kind of use his lower range a bit. Well, yeah. that's not the reason why the, he said it was. It's the middle part. It's so long in the middle. Yeah, it kind of it, like, it drags on. Drag out. It does. Which I, I kind of I feel like the early Johnny era is. That's very. That's kind of like how a lot of the songs were. They kind of dragged out sometimes. There are definitely moments like that. Like even yeah. on Purple Rain. Or, no, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, like, DBM1 and Wizard, like, they kind of just would drag out. Oh, they have his mope segments, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Not DBM2. Don't you talk about DBM2 that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's perfect. It's Yeah, you're all wrong, so that's okay. <laughs> I was willing to admit you were what, perfect. What was your opinion that I disagreed with something new uh, and, and suspended in this disaster? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Something new and happiness. Like, yeah. Definitely no on that one. <laughs> something new and uh, suspended in this disaster are structured the same. I'm gonna listen. Disagree- I'm gonna listen. Okay, I'm gonna listen to both songs and I'll, I'll come back to you like, like gonna, later it's today. It's okay to admit I'm right. Okay, you don't have no, to. No, no, cry- yeah. If you're you right, have to- I'll, I'll correct myself. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that though, so I have to check that out myself. But remember, you got to remember the 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 question the the question was is who do you disagree with more? Oh. That it sounds like happiness or it sounds oh, like I, I for sure disagree yeah. with David more. I mean, it's probably no, yeah, it's probably agree. something new just because it's like they're both Tillian songs and closer to being written together. I'm just but saying. I don't know. Tillian I'd have to re-listen been... to everything to really say the formula is there, bro. Okay. Um, sure. Oh yeah. What have you guys been listening to lately, though? Who wants to go first? Cat, you want to go first. Oh, you want me to go first this time? All right. Yeah, you never go first. That's true. I never go first. I always go last. <laughs> For the first effect. To last. From last right. to first. I did not listen to them this week, but I wish I did. Um, the first band was Season the Sky. Listening to a lot of them early in the week. <gasps> then uh, Bat for Lashes. Which I guess was the band was pretty popular. I guess in like 2010, 11, 12. See in the sky, yo, yeah. See in the sky is cool. They're in my playlist too, man. Yeah. Um, I guess something I left off from earlier was Yvette Young's like solo stuff. I was listening to that hey. um a couple weeks ago. I listened to Two by Boys to Men. Uh, I was listening to At the Drive-In's first album. Um, All right. I, I didn't listen to that yet, and I listened to, I guess, half of it and how to do something else. But yeah, it was cool. Televangelist. Um, yeah, okay, I need to check out all of these. I've been sleeping. Yo, you got to tra- check out Televangelist for sure. I love Televangelist. Televangelist is awesome. We they're they're no usually talked about them in a while. Tour, tour band. Yeah, they are. Oh, so then, the full beans. The word was, John playing what? What? Sorry. Excuse me. Televangelist, like people from China playing in it, or um, I don't know actually. Dudes in it. I mean, I know that they that they were playing with Kurt like two years ago or something, but I haven't heard anything yeah. about him since. Kurt and Microisms played in it, I think. Microisms, I would. Know. He does DGD covers. I don't know. 
Yeah, but I, don't know, I, I really like televangelists. They're they're cool. And then on Friday, I was I started out listening to like um, Asking Alexandria. Listened to that whole album, and then I went on to Attack Attack, obviously. And then I went, and then I read about, about it, Stick Stickley's music video, and then. And then, but the most important thing I did last week was I listened to Afterburner by ZZ Top, so you guys wouldn't have to. Yeah, I'll probably never oh, listen to that. Uh, you should. <laughs> it's Same. good old raunchy classic rock. ZZ yeah. Top is awesome, dude. They are. I'm worrying. Get getting bored already. First, the first song off that album, which I believe was the single too, is called Sleeping Bag. And the chorus goes, slip inside my sleeping bag or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so good. It's awesome. It feels... It's like really 80s while also really classic rock. It's awesome. Y'all should all listen to it. I don't know if I'm wide enough. Burner, but that's the, the side. The lyrics, man, they're all so good. Oh, definitely. Oh, and uh, the song names are kind of hilarious too. It's like Planet of Woman, Morning Woods, Chit- or yeah. something like that. Waking up and. Uh, shit, bro. Full boomer shit. Yeah, Full exactly. Shout uh, out to man. Boomers. It was really good working out music. Okay. Moses, right. Yeah. Moses, aren't you 35? Doesn't that qualify you to be a boomer? Um, <laughs> I think boomer is more of a state of mind, and I mean, I'm not 35 <laughs> yet, but I definitely don't have that boomer state of mind. Yeah, I don't That's identify good. as a boomer myself. Well, you're That's not good. old enough uh, to be. I mean, but then again, like <laughs> I said, it's a state of, of mind. state of mind. Yeah. Um. Well, it, like I don't know if I could go into what I've I feel like people think to. I'm a boomer, but. Off after what I've said on here, but whatever. I think we're all technically <laughs> millennials, so. I mean, yeah, for you're sure. G- you're Gen Z, ZZ David. Top. Me? You're Gen Z, David. Huh. And I'm like barely a millennial. Z? I thought Z was older. No, Gen the, X is older, which that's probably what cool. Moses is. Yeah, I think me and Ryan are Gen X for sure. I no. think Ryan's a millennial and you're a Gen I'm, X. I maybe not. Nah, y'all, actually, oh. millennials like started back in the seventies technically, but it's like weird. Yeah. I thought millennials like zennials. Mid thirties. This is like such a long and stupid conversation to have about when the generation breakoffs are. So I don't really want to get back. Yeah, let's to go it. back to what we've been listening to. Yeah, um, far more so, interesting. Sure. Who wants to go so, next? I'll go next. Uh, oh, okay. Nova Charisma came out with uh, Exposition Three yeah. and. Oof. Have you guys listened to that? Yes. Uh, I, need I need to, to get around to it. Yeah. Dude, it's, it, it's, I love. it's like their, uh, I think their best songs yet. Like there's what, three songs? And um, it's like, yeah, like I said, it's the third installment of the, <laughs> of their little <laughs> exposition <laughs> that they're doing. And like, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Hurt the Worst is probably my favorite song on there. It's got like this cool, like, I don't know. I guess it's like, more of a poppy vibe than than what I'm used to hearing from them, but really, yeah, like I, I was, I, the first I, song. What's up? Like I checked out the first song and I thought it kind of had a poppy vibe, like or that's what everyone's doing now. I, Dance well, Kevin I, Dance led them that way. I think that, they're re, they're kind uh, of refining their sound a little bit more. Like I feel like each release mm-hmm. was better than the last, and I hope they keep you know they keep doing uh this project because I've liked everything that I've heard so far. Um. What else have I, have I been listening to? I, I listened to like the new Drake album. Which, hey, you do, man. Like I, I like it. Um, I I don't like the track, like the way they did the track listing, because I feel like the first six songs like are really kind of slow, like low energy songs, and then they like 
you have to go to like track six or seven until they until he hits you with something like more high energy. Interesting um, choice, yeah. But but I mean I, I liked it. Uh I think he kinda went back to what he was doing and nothing was the same, but also like there was still a lot of stuff that he did in, in like whatever the last album he did was. There's maybe a couple songs that I'll keep rotating, but for the most of for most part of it, like, you know, it's Drake, like The last album was Scorpion, right? Yeah. Alright. Which that I mean that album was like so long and like it actually yeah it was like think, a double like, right yeah like it made me think like i, I appreciate what nova charisma did because it's you know they're like giving you like what three or four songs at a time and i kind of like that more than having like a a super long album because i don't know i i think it there's less pressure and less filler like like you can work on stuff and kind of refine it and you know it's yeah. like and it's easier to digest too as a listener well, I mean, yeah. I think there's a whole formula with Drake, though, is a thing. Like, it's supposed to, like, it's supposed to, like, go through the system really quickly, but then it's supposed to make you feel nostalgic at the same time, like, almost, like, immediately, which is really interesting the way, you do, like, the way they write music for him. I don't think, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the way they write music for him. <laughs> they're, like, yes, he has a lot of uh, ghost writers and stuff, but he also writes a lot of stuff himself, and yeah, it's actually I mean, pretty, pretty easy to tell, like, because, like, the stuff that he does write himself, like, you know, is kind of, like, more filler to me. Yeah. So, I, I've also been listening to Pulses. Uh, they released, like, a new album this year. I think it, I think they released it in March. But I finally got around to listening to it. And, you know, it, it's fun. Like, it, I don't know if you haven't heard of them. If you're more into, like, I guess, like, the happiness, like, more kind of, like, funky, like, almost like party vibe songs from dance gavin dance you're gonna you're definitely gonna like pulses um i like that what's up what's up <clears throat> what project is that they're called pulses, pulses. Nah. Uh, yeah they have two albums and like a couple of like a, i think a ep and like a remix album definitely nice. worth it listen to if you're trying to like branch out within the swan core thing and uh other band that i checked out today they're I mean, uh, this week they're called Being Still. They're from New Jersey. Not to get uh, mixed up with with uh, Stay Still, uh, Ryan's uh, man. But uh, 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 oh yeah, I had to come out there too, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I checked out Being Still because they were like literally one of the first uh, like people to follow us on Instagram, and like it yeah. kind of caught my it kind of caught my eye. So yeah. um, eventually, like somebody from the band like hit me up on on instagram too and they expressed uh interest on being on the podcast so i was like yeah you know like i'll go check out their music and actually you know i liked it a lot um it's kind of like a law dispute vibe mixed with a, a lot like birds and also like a little bit of a old thursday but they have well one song called let the right one in that is yeah. really awesome especially when it gets to the chorus like it kind of has like a old uh Sayosin feel so yeah, like I, I think you guys should definitely check them out, and uh, we should get them on the show sometime. Definitely. I was gonna uh, just uh, hit that like uh, two notes that you hit. I've been listening to the new Exposition a lot too. Um, it's a really good album. I really like the little EP. It's, it leaves you definitely wanting more. But altogether, the three Expositions are really, really good. Had all those on repeat. Um, Being Still is a really good band. I really enjoy them, and they definitely do have that a lot like Birds vibe. 
and I do like the little spoken word poetry thing they got. And I'm really uh, excited to see any new music they come out with. But other than that, I've been listening to uh, a multitude of things. I've been listening to like the new MGMT, like Time to Die. It's really good. I like like it's a stripped down version of what you you usually be used to from them. It's not all beep boopy. But um, other than that, I would say I always turn myself back to that one album by Love Eight Hero, uh, White Lies. It's so so good. I always find myself going back to it because it's just so riffy and just high energy. But yeah, David. Mate, all right. Uh, well, shoot. Yeah, I've been checking out uh, Ryan's band about uh, you know here and there. Uh, yo, Ryan, there's actually that's some cool stuff. Like, I was surprised when he told me that you did scream vocals, and <laughs> like you 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 kind of tipped me off as more of a guitar guy. Or like, I've heard that before. Interesting. I've heard that before. Yeah. It's the um, hair. Yeah, and I, I was like, suck, yo. I suck at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yo, okay, this is cool. I was like, yo, Ryan, like, this sounds cool. Like, you ever heard of that band called Dance Gavin Dance? It sounds like a lot like them. Like, <laughs> uh, we, we hear that quite a bit, even well, though our our singer is a girl, and I mean, a woman, wait, I should really? say. Yeah, that's a woman. Oh, I thought it was just, you know, another high-pitched singer, you know? No. If anything, I would say that they kind of sound like DBM1. Yeah. They, like, Dance Gavin Dance. So it's yeah. kind of like, like, I, I think I, I told him before, like, it's kind of, like, refreshing to hear, like, like I don't know, stuff like that being, like, like, put out again. Like, it really, like, hit nostalgia points for me. I could, yeah, I agree. Like, to hear their old, you know, there's, there's bands, like, I don't want to say ripping off, but they're, you know, they're appreciating the sound that DGD there's, really drew. Yeah, up. there's there's inspiration there. Yeah, inspiration, like, but it's more so, like, the happiness, the DBM2s, and, you know, even some of the new, newer stuff. But, what? like, uh-huh. well, not to, well, nah, actually, no, <laughs> never mind, but more so the happiness in DBM2 for sure. But, um, what is it? I do appreciate, like, more, like, Wazero and DBM, you know, vibes. I wish we could get more of that, honestly. Um, just a funny story. Uh, other than me and the bassist, nobody's fans of Dance Gavin Dance in the band. Our old guitar player was a was a huge fan of the was a huge fan of them. Uh, but yeah, nobody in our band other than me and the bassist are like avid fans of them. And John Mess in no way is an influence on my vocals or how I pattern myself as a vocalist. Yeah, uh, who are your influences? Um, I'm big into uh, his name escapes me. I think it's Joey. No, escape the fate. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I'm a big Bart. fan of the Bled, Atreyu. Dude, uh, the Bled. Yeah, the Maybe. Bled is a huge, huge, huge influence on my screaming vocals. Atreyu, I'm I'm really huge into Atreyu. Um, like they helped me like get that sound when I first started. But like I've always pulled from like a multitude of things. I like I like old day Cradle of Filth. I, I just like the frantic energy on that. There was this old band uh, called Graven Images that taught me like how to like pig squeal and stuff like that just by listening to it. And while I don't do that kind of stuff in my music, I just play around with it as like a vocal technique, and it definitely does. It gave me more of a grit to my vocals. But um, my influences range. Like, I try to work on my clean vocals a lot. They sound like shit, but um, it helps round out my screams, I've found. They really do, actually. I, I'd recommend vocal warm-ups and stuff like that to really get that sound for screaming. Mm-hmm. 
I, uh, I do an I do an hour every day. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, I've heard about an hour is good. Yeah, good um, every day. Yeah, um, don't ever miss pig schools. Like you know, you know, I scream too, but like <laughs> pig schools aren't aren't my my speed at all, so I haven't practiced that like at all. But you know, it is beneficial to practice new techniques because you know it helps out elsewhere, like you said. So yeah, definitely. Uh, oh yeah, I guess back, we need I to get back on the. Uh, David, what other music have yeah. you been listening to? So, hey, I was giving uh, Mars Volta a bit more of a listen. You know, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I was figuring, like, okay, this this is... I'm definitely getting uh, doppelganger vibes from Fall of Troy. Like, Fall of Troy definitely, you know, got some inspiration from them. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm glad you, you worded it that way and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Mars Volta, they're a cool band. I really like the vocals. And the kind of vibe, yeah, like I can definitely feel where Thomas Iraq got vibe for that, especially like on like uh, even on manipul- manipulator stuff like that, and the drums too, and the bass, like a lot of inspiration. Now I really if, listen. If I had to be honest, like not to detract the conversation again, but our vocalist and our band sounds more like Cedric from the Mars Volta than any dance Gavin dance singer. Really. I would if oh. listen to Nat, listen to Nat Sherman and then listen to Anoratic ESP. Just, just, just you'll see what I mean because they're just there's a Mexican heritage there, so like Spanish speaking people just have an inflection. But no, actually, yeah, just from what I heard from your band and from uh, Mars Volta, yeah, I can definitely get that vibe. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, not only them, you know, I was checking them out. Uh, oh yeah, uh, someone mentioned that a CNVAR song kind of. <laughs> takes like a bass and or drum line from one of Mars Volta songs. What nice. was it? Omniphobia, where oh, they can, they take a break where it's like dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, I love but that part. Yeah, it's fucking groovy. I love it. I, I can't get enough. But um, yeah, it's taken from a Mars Volta song or Roulette Dares. Roulette Dares. I think I heard it. Yeah, I can't. Haunt of Roulette Dares. I, I, just off the top of my head, either that or uh, Circatraz ESP, I think it is. Mm. I might be confusing the two. It's been a minute. Either way, it's good stuff. I'm going to check out more. Um, I checked out Demira. It's from Demira. Yeah, like, like I, I was kind of just listening to them while I worked, and I was like, okay, you know, it's a cool little rock thing. Honestly, the, like to be completely honest, they didn't like, like, catch my interest as much, but usually like I need to sit down and listen to lyrics more to really oh. get enveloped so like i'm gonna try them out again later you know have fun have fun with that if you thought joe mess was hard to understand <laughs> what? uh mars volta just cedric's lyrics are just notorious for being extremely extremely esoteric and hard to understand wow okay i thought it was just me yeah okay <laughs> no he's he's very 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 vague I mean, that actually is, like, one of something, like, that's kind of, like, a flaw with my hearing. It's a little hard to understand, like, lyrics as they happen. But, yeah, I definitely got got that vibe with trying to listen to him. Yeah, they're, they're puzzles inside of riddles. <laughs> what? Wait, is that an actual lyric or just an explanation? No, I'm I'm just explaining that it's an enigma wrapped in, a, like, a question mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> God, I hear that. That's cool, though. Um, let's see. Well, not only them. Oh yeah, and, and on the other side of things, listen to Little Peep a little bit. Hey, nice. Yeah, like I said, they are definitely not my speed. That's yeah, I don't really listen to <laughs> trap racing. I was like, hey, well, you know, do let me you try. Remember what songs you checked out? 
What songs? Honestly, no. I just looked on Apple Music and like picked their singles. So hey, uh, the singer and a uh, guitar player from Pulses just followed us on Twitter. He felt the vibe. Bro, the stuff that you're gonna find on Apple Music is like his like stuff that they released after he he died, and I don't know if I'm if I can be honest, like it's trash compared to. <laughs> Like the stuff he was making when he was still alive, which I, I don't know. Most of it you won't find on like Spotify and and Apple. Like uh, a good chunk of it's only on SoundCloud or so YouTube. Should, so yeah. stuff that after he died. Like so, should I check out like the Come Over When You're Sober albums or? I would check out stuff before that. Uh, B-side oh, stuff. Well, no, no. He had a he had a bunch of uh, EPs. I think yeah, one was called uh, Cry Baby and. Uh, I can't remember. Okay. I, I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, Jeez, holy crap! How many EPs this guy have? He has a lot because he he basically had a resurgence because he used to be in like a group with Ghostman called Schema Posse, and like after that he joined a Goth Boy Click and changed up his sound. But but yeah, so I would definitely. Oh yeah, I would listen to Hellboy and uh, Crybaby. For sure. Hellboy and Crybaby. Hey, will do. Shoot. Yeah. And yeah. What was it? Ah, uh, yeah. For now, that's kind of. That's just you know here here and there some of the stuff I checked out. All right. That's it. Yeah. For now, yeah. All right. All right. I guess we better end this long ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> we will fix it in post. In fact, we're like, cutting this whole section out, probably. All right. Nice. Thank you all yeah. for tuning into the Demo Team Podcast this week. My name is Cash Bicer. You can reach me at Cash, at Cash Bicer on Twitter. Um, you can reach us on Demo Team Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and YouTube now. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, send it to Moses. Moses? Yeah, what up? Oh, it's, it's uh, a... <laughs> Your turn to say goodbye. Oh, hey. Uh, peace out. Um, follow me on, on Instagram through being Mo. I'm the one who's always right. Uh, yeah. Damn. You're going to start <laughs> saying that every episode now? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> just this one? Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, David. Me, shoot. You can find me on Facebook, David Pottinger. Uh, Instagram, Pottinger.david. You know. Just usually my name. Yeah, you, you, you can find me on those. Hit me up. What's up? Uh, who, and uh, Ryan, who has an important announcement for us. Yeah, my uh, Instagram is Ryan slash slash. My Twitter is Ryan slash slash one. Uh, my band's Instagram is Stay Still Official. Yeah, it, my band's Instagram is Stay Still Official. And my the band's Twitter is Stay Still CA. Uh and for that announcement, next week, uh, we hear <clears throat> <laughs> now for that announcement that you've all been waiting for next week, the demo team podcast will be speaking with members of Anamoria. So please stay tuned and join us this following week where we will be speaking <laughs> with Anamoria. Did I mention that we're speaking with Anamoria? Our first interview. Great, man. Be lit. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you all for listening, Swamp Posters, and good night.
Yeah. All right. And Damn. that's cut it.